0: I'm going to take just a little bit of time this morning. And the reason I'm only taking a little bit of time, and I know these are famous last words coming from a pastor. I'm going to take a little bit of your time. Um, But I felt more more than just preaching for 45, which you guys know I love to do. I really felt like we're supposed to worship into the new year. And we're actually, in in a minute, I'm just going to tell you kind of the flow of the service. So I'm going to talk for, you guys can keep me accountable, for about 15 minutes. And then we are going to take communion together as a body. And I just want to give you a heads up that we are going to be taking communion every Sunday in January. And I want to do two encouragements. One... Be here on Sunday to do this with us, but two, do it on your own you don 't have to be at a church on a Sunday to take communion. You can take communion as a family, you can take communion if you know as an individual you can take communion with your friends. you can take communion wherever you are there's not a there's not a, a little footnote in scripture that says you must have a pastor present to no. Take communion. There's something powerful, and we, we've, we're going to talk about this more coming into this year, but there's something really powerful about approaching the Lord's table, the table of the Lord. And the table of the Lord, we can come to his table that even in Psalm 23, it says that he prepares it even in the midst of our enemies, What does that mean? It means in the midst of our most hopeless hour, there is still a table that he has set before us that we can come and we can give thanks, we can remember, which then propels us into what he wants to do. So we're going to partake of communion in just a little while, and we're going to do it every Sunday in January because I feel like it's significant to start the year by doing this. All right, that's my first plug. My second plug is, just want to give you a heads up about next week. Next week, I am going to wrap up our series that we have been in on the Holy Spirit. How many of you have been here So we've been preaching and teaching about the Holy Spirit? We we did it. We, We took pretty much the whole month of December, and we just talked about the Spirit of God that resides in you. And so if you haven't listened to those messages, you can go back. But I just want to give you a heads up. Next Sunday, I am going to wrap that up, and I'm going to teach on the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm going to specifically focus on the gift of tongues. So the fact that I just said that means we're going to have a relatively smaller crowd next week, right? (laughs) Ah, now I'm just picking fights. The gift of tongues is one of the most amazing gifts and one of the most controversial. And yet there is incredible understanding for this gift found in his word. There's a lot of people that they avoid it instead of digging into it. Next Sunday, I want you to come bring your Bible because we are going to be diving heavy in this. And come ready because we're going to activate that too. I really feel like that's a critical gift for us as we begin the year. There is something that happens when you pray, not in your own mind, but you actually pray the will of God. Not because it's things that you pray in your own language, but because you're actually uttering a prayer language through the spirit that it says is even uttering mysteries that you don't even know. Uh, okay, next week, okay, some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy. Come here next week, I promise I'm not. All right, so hey, welcome to 2023. Yeah. Eh, that was all right. Is everybody awake? <laughs> Everyone's like, I had a long night last night. Maybe we need more coffee first, okay. Okay. Hey, real quick, what what are we building here at Convergence? A church all about encountering the presence of Jesus through the Spirit and the Word. A church empowered by the Holy Spirit that boldly walks in the gifts of the Spirit, which we're gonna talk more about next week. A church that values the prophetic and apostolic together, a worshiping church, a church where the generations are discipled into family, and a church that transforms cities. We exist to encounter Jesus. And transform cities with his power and love. All right, we're going to have to get the energy level. Come on. Because we're going to bring it. All right, here we go. Let's dive deep. Here we go. A new year brings a fresh perspective. So if you were here for Christmas Eve, you know that the phrase I was hearing for Christmas Eve was fresh hope. And I was praying about this morning. I was like, Lord, what do you want to do as we enter the year? And I felt that same phrase just enter my heart of enter the year with fresh hope. Fresh hope. So listen, there's fresh hope this morning and fresh perspective for your life, your family, if you're married, for your marriage, for your finances, for your health, for America, for the church, for the nations. There's fresh hope for joy. There's fresh hope for peace. There's fresh hope for purpose. There's fresh hope to build. And there's fresh hope to run. There's fresh hope. And as we say that, and as we enter the new year, we do so focused on his hope. Romans 5, I'm going to read it. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we celebrate in hope of the glory of God verse 3 not only this but we also celebrate in our tribulations knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance verse 4 perseverance proven character and proven character what hope but we got to keep going verse 5 and hope does not disappoint Oh, here we go. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Does that phrase hit you? Hope that doesn't disappoint. Now, why would that hit us so hard? Because I've been disappointed. Yes. The world's disappointed me. My own understanding has disappointed me. Sometimes we've just been disappointed by just in relationship, right? Just walking through life. Disappointments happen. And you know what? It's okay. So how then, if disappointment does happen in life, how does hope not disappoint? What's the Greek word for hope there? It actually can mean faith. What's faith? Faith is not just something that we just, faith is, Hebrews 1 says, that faith is a substance. Why is that important? Because faith is a person and it's Jesus. So when you see that word there, it says, and it could even say, and faith does not disappoint and or confidence how can we have confidence and how can we have faith that doesn't disappoint because his hope isn't fixated on outcomes it's fixated on him that's how sometimes we get disappointed because we want the solution We want to put the coin in the machine and get the outcome. He isn't a means to a solution. He is the solution. He isn't a means to get a hopeful outcome in life. He is the hope of our very existence. So the difference in what I just said about being disappointed and not being disappointed is this. Hope isn't a temporary thing but an eternal reality. Hope isn't, isn't just this thing that's temporary that we're like, oh, the hope comes and the hope goes. It does if you're not fixated on Jesus. Because if you're fixated on other things, they're gonna, things are going to happen. Circumstances happen. Jesus has to be the hope of your life. So what does this do? It makes hope always accessible as we look at Jesus, who is our hope. So as we launch into 2023, I really felt that there was a place for us to step into fresh hope and put our hope in something that will sustain us. Listen, he's the only one that sustains you. As we were driving yesterday, we were driving in dense fog. How many of you have seen right dense fog? Kids, you know I'm talking about fog when it's like hard to see. And you're like, is that a tree? Is that a car? What is that? And we're driving down the road. And you know how fog is, right? Is you can only see so far ahead. I don't know about you. I don't like driving in fog. I don't know who would necessarily. But if you do, all right come talk to me, tell me why, Um, and we're driving in the fog, and I'm just, I'm just driving, and you know, I, I can only see so far ahead of me, and so, you know, I'm fixated on what is right in front of me. The crazy thing about fog is it almost sort of wipes away distraction, because in order to drive safely, You need to be paying very close attention to the immediate, what's immediately in front of you. And I was driving and I I, I just asked the Holy Spirit, which I encourage you to do, by the way, just ask him about really practical little things that you're like, this isn't even spiritual. Just ask him about it. So I'm driving and I'm like, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me right now? You know, I'm driving in the fog. What do you you want to say? And I felt this phrase drop in, and it's this. Narrow is the best way. Narrow focus isn't a bad thing. It gets you where you need to go with less distraction. You see, in, in dense fog, you only get a narrow view. You don't have the same ability to look all around you. You are focused, looking ahead. It's as if your vision is like this, right? It's like if I walked around life like this. You know, I'd I'd look really weird. But what if I just walked around like this, right? The camera guys are like, "What's he doing?" It's it's narrow. I can only see so far ahead. And so I'm I'm sitting here, and, and it's like this. And the Lord just gave me this picture of this. When you don't have other options, your one option becomes the focus. What does that mean? It means it makes you present, listen, and it eliminates things that you don't need to worry about. All right, let's find it in here. Really quick, Matthew 6. Verse 27, Jesus, this is the Sermon on the Mount. This is red letters. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is the Sermon on the Mount. Most people call it the greatest sermon ever preached. And it says this, and who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Then saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But, verse 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Verse 34, so do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. As we start a new year, and as we talk about fresh hope, it's critical that we take the words of Jesus into consideration here, and we not get all caught up in worrying about what December 2023 looks like right now. And I'm, I'm guilty of that as much as the rest person. Hey, what's the vision? You know, where... And vision is... It, is important it's important to see ahead but don't get so caught up in goals so caught up in i'm going to do all these things and this that we actually lose the first step which is actually asking the lord what do you want to do in this year and help me be so singularly focused on you that i don't worry about all this stuff because i know what you are desiring to do in my life in 2023 which is bring fresh hope for this but to do that, it, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta act like you're driving in the fog, because there are so many things that are con- gonna come at you in 2023. Oh, the church is this, and oh, there's all this shaking and stuff going on, and oh, everything looks terrible, and. The world tries to paint that picture, and God is saying, will you focus on what I'm going to do in 2023? Will you focus on the fact that I'm building my church, that the gates of hell will not prevail against it, that I am desiring to build your life as you look at me and not get fixated on the landscape around you? you got to have fog driving. Is it okay with us... If we can't see everything, but we can see him. Oh. Ooh. Is it okay if I don't get all of my New Year's resolutions? Is it okay if I write down ten goals and I only accomplish two, but I did the two that when I asked him, he said, I want you to embark on this journey, and I don't have to get caught up in all this. I can focus on this. hope isn't on everything that's around you hope is on jesus in 2023 and we are building a church we are building a house that we are not going to get caught up in the narrative we're not going to get caught up in all the swirl that 2023 could bring or may not bring whatever we are going to focus on what jesus is doing and if i have that singular focus guess what I'm not worried, I'm not worried, I'm not worried, can we stop worrying, I'm not worried about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself, but right now, at 1140, on Sunday, January 1st, I'm going to look with my eyes like this, oh, what's that, oh, sorry, I can't see that over there, all I can see is Jesus, oh, sorry, what's that, politics, I can't see that, all I see is Jesus. I'm sorry, what's that, my finances, my bank account? I'm sorry, all I can see is Jesus. What's that, health issues? I'm sorry, all I can see is Jesus. What's that, I need to. all I can see is Jesus. And when you sit here, you're going to find that your life begins to change. That joy that you need, that peace that you need, that hope that is only found in him comes as you spend your life like this. So I don't know about you, but in 2023, this is going to be me. say what's that guy doing he's unwilling to have distraction lead him into a 2023 that is full of things that it doesn't need to be i'm not going to let distraction lead me down a path in 2023 that i don't need to be led down i'm going to allow the spirit of god within me the hope that is within me to guide my every step and so yeah i'm going to be doing this because his hope doesn't disappoint. It disappoints when, we're, when we, we go like this, and all of a sudden it's like the ways of the world, our own understanding, our own things, culture, social media, everything's battling us, and we're like, okay, now I'm disappointed. Hope does not disappoint. Because the one in whom my hope is in is Jesus. And I'm going to lock eyes with him. And I'm not going to let go in 2023. All right, we're going to take communion. So if you have your communion, you can, you can grab that. Seth, we can go ahead and get the worship up as well. So as we enter the year, there's no better way to enter the year than to give thanks and to remember what he's done. So 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. This is my favorite passage for for communion, which is this. Paul says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took the bread... And when he had what? Giving thanks. Why is that important? Let's let's take the whole service full circle. What did we start the morning doing? Giving thanks. Why did we do that? Because Psalms 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You'll find that everywhere that they... that that Jesus sat with the disciples when He partook of the Lord's Supper. It says, and when He had given thanks. Jesus didn't do it without giving thanks for what His Father was doing. So we need to take the opportunity to give thanks for what Jesus is doing and what He's done. So you can go ahead and take the cracker says he took the bread, he broke it and he said this, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You can go ahead and take the cracker. In the same way, He also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I want us to take an opportunity right now before we do this, and I want you to just give him thanks just thank Him. Lord, we thank You. We remember what You've done. We remember what You did. Even if 2022 was a hard year for You, we remember that You brought us through it to 2023. We remember what You've done. And we thank You. We give You thanks and honor as we begin a new year. And we remember that You broke Your body on the cross so that we could walk in complete freedom so that we could be righteous, the righteousness, the the sons and daughters of righteousness. So we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for eternal life that's found in Jesus. We thank you that we have abundant life because of Jesus. We thank you that we can even approach as we are because of what Jesus has done. And what he said on the cross still rings true today, which is, it is finished. into 2023 we're already here but we're gonna worship into it okay and here's the deal we're gonna worship like this we're gonna worship singularly focused on him because that's where hope is so listen as we worship I want to ask you a question this morning What does God want to give you fresh hope for in 2023? What does he want to give you fresh hope for? What is that thing that it's like, I want to give you fresh hope for family reconciliation in 2023. I want to give you fresh hope for healing in 2023. I want to give you fresh hope for this. And I feel like this morning, as we enter the new year the lord is gonna pour out fresh hope for things so here's what i want us to do as we begin to sing i want you to ask the lord that question what do you want to give me fresh hope for in 2023 and then i want you to worship into that thing all right let's let's worship
1: There
0: is none like Him None like Him Write down the answer to the question, what does God want to give me hope for in 2023? I want you to take one minute. Whatever comes to mind, write it down. Don't worry about if it's so big, you're like, I don't see how he could do that in 2023. Write it down. Just take a minute, just write it down. I want you to write it down so you have a record of what the Lord's gonna do this year. seconds, just write it down quickly. What do you want to give me hope for? If you're watching online, just jot it down on your phone there. What do you want to give me fresh hope for in 2023? All right, if you're still typing, that's okay here's what we're gonna do. Now, I want us to to hold our phones where that is, where that statement that we just wrote down is. And I want us to sing the bridge. And when we begin to declare that last phrase in the bridge, who is like the Lord, we are gonna lift this thing up and we are gonna say, who is like the Lord that is gonna release fresh hope for this in 2023? There is no one like Him. And he can do it. And we're going to lift up a a praise declaring who is like the Lord. All right, here we go. Let's sing that bridge. We're just going to lift these up to him. We're going to give it to him. hope to stand and to see the goodness of the Lord in my life who is like the Lord let's just sing it just a couple more times like a match. Come in and just fresh passion and burning for you, Lord, as we enter the year. our adult prophetic teams up right here because there's another really important thing and way to enter the year and that's with an encouraging word. But I want us to do something. I, I just felt this. Can we just, just yell fresh hope? Can we do that? All right, so we're gonna do it on the count of three. You ready? One, two. Three fresh holes. this body, Convergence Church, on fire. That we will burn for you like never before. And I bless you to burn like never before in 2023. I bless you to walk out of this room with more hope than you've ever had in 2023.